This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Tara from Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm a curvy, fun, body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness, a healthy love of yourself, and help from me? And sifting through health news will do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rock stars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Plus Fitness with Tara. I am Tara McDonald, and I am the host of this podcast that mixes fitness and business. So today we're kind of going to talk about a topic that's important to do right now for a lot of people, simply because of what we're dealing with right now with all the uncertainty, um, even watching the news um, each evening, it just kind of throws you into a, what is happening with our community and our world at the moment. But I want to focus on things that we can do actively daily to uh, promote well-being, to promote wellness, meditation, movement, and to be kind to each other, but in a way that, um, you know, actually helps. So one of the best things you can do is start with yourself. But what if you're surrounded by a team at work, a community at work that could, you know, use a little help too? So I've entitled this podcast, The Art of Teamwork, otherwise known as Queen, Let Me Help That Crown You Forgot to Put On. My own experience with teamwork started in the 1990s when I volunteered for the Multiple Sclerosis Society on their fundraiser day. It was my job to circle part of the route with my mountain bike and provide any assistance that might be needed. This was in Peterborough, Ontario, when I first went to school at Trent University back in the 1990s. There were months of prep and lots of last minute meetings, but I really enjoyed it and saw firsthand how many hands can really feed many miles. All the separate subcommittees had their tasks and worked hard on getting everything done. Day of the actual event, there was of course slight chaos as everything came together from behind the scenes to the front page, but we all did great. And certainly the participants had a great time, um, made their goals. We had a you know relatively good weather that day. And it kind of really made me realize outside of the university environment that everybody is part of a community ecosystem. And just by helping one part of that route, I helped the whole day, as did all the other volunteers. Set up, monitor the route, tear down, and bike back to Autonomy College on my own, which is my dorm at Trent University. And then it was miraculous, had a flat tire just as I wheeled up that hill to the red bar in Autonomy College and realized I had some really good timing and that it hadn't happened while I was doing my job. I was, however, beat the next day. So, Um, what I realized then too, was that the art of recovery is definitely something that needs to be looked at. And it was instilled with that experience completely whenever I do any volunteer work or any kind of work, you know, at home with my clients. So I'm just going to talk about this article I found on team building on how mindfulness and meditation can improve teamwork in it at whyteambuilding.com. In an article in 2018, it says that a whopping 70% 70 of American workers are disengaged at work, and the phenomenon is costing U.S. companies an estimated $550 billion each year. While the numbers revealed by a Gallup survey are shocking, human resource managers and employers can turn things around by tapping into team mindfulness and the practice of meditation. Researchers in a University of British Columbia study written by Letango Yu and Mary Zelmer Brunn found that the concepts of mindfulness and meditation can reduce disengagement in the workplace. The study suggests that team mindfulness and practicing meditation can make team members work together better and can even enable them to overcome differences in opinion and other challenges. 
So team mindfulness can be a safeguard against conflict. Team mindfulness is defined by Ewan Byrne as a shared belief of focusing on the present moment, ensuring team members interact with one another without judgment. Hear that again, focusing on the present moment, what is happening in the here and now, and ensuring team members interact with one another without judgment. Based on the experiments, team mindfulness and the application of meditation techniques can decrease interpersonal conflict as they help team members detach from tasks at hand. According to Brun, team mindfulness can be a safeguard against conflict and ensures that the task, rather than the person, remains the focus of reactions. It can also limit the intensity of one's opposition and negative emotions, thereby limiting escalation. To understand the relationship between disengagement and the role of mindfulness and meditation in the workplace, there's a need to discuss a few concepts. This includes engagement in the workplace, disengagement, interpersonal relationships, office politics, and communication. Engagement. So, engagement is defined by Shafeli, Salavanova, Bakker, Roma, and Gonzalez as a positive, fulfilling, work-related state of mind that is characterized by vigor, dedication, and absorption. Once an employee is disengaged, he or she loses interest in working with his or her team or with the organization as a whole. It is noted that there are several factors that keep an employee engaged in the work environment and several reasons why he or she may disengage or show signs of disinterest in his or her role in the company. According to authors Wellens and Consilman, poor interpersonal relationships at work is a major culprit in employee in disengagement as conflict in general can lead to office politics. High conflict politics can be stressful and can even dissuade hardworking individuals from actually using their job skills at work. The knee-jerk response in such a scenario is to hate the culture. According to Forbes, having this kind of emotion can later lead to disengagement. Certainly when I worked at a publishing house in Toronto in the 1990s, I became disengaged uh, with my working environment over time as more and more possibilities of getting help and working on tasks and getting to deadlines started to consume my life. And certainly uh, was not able to rely on anybody else to help me out. Uh, we would have interns and then my boss would fire them and then all kinds of things happened and I was feeling pretty desperate and it's part of the reason why I left. But one of the things I can tell you is that um, I still loved the actual publishing house as a whole, but just not my department. So next up, they talk about good communication. And they state that during an interview with Forbes magazine, Tom Lowry said that he has seen a great number of employees tossed to the curb in favor of employees who engage in awful office politics for their own gain. While this can be described as deplorable, knowing how to engage in office politics is crucial to a person's survival in the corporate world. Learning how to deal with constructive confrontation is key to surviving in any company. So here's a new term to look at, constructive confrontation. Constructive confrontation happens when team members listen to the opinion of a teammate without judgment or without getting their egos hurt in the process. The practice points to good communication skills. However, it is noted that constructive confrontation is only possible if every criticism or information is received positively, sometimes a scenario that is often difficult to imagine. According to the Huffington Post, good communication, and by extension, great teamwork, all boils down to interpersonal relationships. If the interpersonal relationship between coworkers is poor, confrontations, no matter how constructive, can hurt a lot of egos. What is the role of mindfulness and meditation then? Well, for teams to apply mindfulness at work, Meditation needs to be learned because the practice can provide clarity and raise a person's awareness of his or her surroundings. 
In fact, meditation is so powerful that it can help individuals tune in to their own emotions at any given time and also aid them in controlling their responses towards coworkers or supervisors. According to the study, breathing and focusing exercises enables workers to communicate their thoughts better without involving emotions that can hurt others. If a team practices mindfulness, there's a very good chance that their productivity will be higher, but more importantly, ensures that everyone is heard, happy, and not burdened by an office culture that neglects their work, opinion, and values. So to add to that, I decided to look at some stuff that Chopra provides in their blogs. And, you know, I love being a Chopra primordial sound meditation instructor. It's really, really deep in my practice for meditation for myself and also for people around me and made me feel more connected this year as we experience what we're going through the, with the pandemic. So in this article by Rochelle Williams, Five Easy Meditation Techniques to Practice at Work, she states that the workplace can be a source of anxiety, stress, and burnout. While there is no way to totally eliminate stress from the workplace, more businesses are recognizing the importance of holistic, evidence-based practices to improve the health and wellness of employees. This is due in part to research showing the many benefits of lower stress employees, including improved work performance. Companies such as Apple, Google, and Nike are some of the most notable in embracing this movement. Whether or not your company has jumped on this bandwagon, you can start to implement stress reduction practices of your own and meditate at work. So you will likely spend a huge part of your life working. If that time is spent in a constant state of worry and stress, it is no wonder that chronic stress is a major health concern. As research shows, living in a state of chronic stress puts you at greater risk for developing many diseases and other health problems. The culture of the United States rewards long work hours in order to meet the demands and pressures of the ever-changing business landscape. Whether you work for a large corporation or a small business, stress exists and may be your new normal. However, constantly feeling frazzled and stressed is far from normal. Normal. Your natural state is that of thriving, not merely surviving. So, I'm actually reading a great book by Bill Blocker on, you know, achieving greatness and, and working through de-stress and unstress and all kinds of things that we create for ourselves as we get through it. And that's going to be the focus of my next podcast is like talking about that book, how it impacted my life and how I really enjoyed reading about it. But here's a little note on meditation about how it can change your brain. You can thrive in challenging environments with a little help. It's easy to become bogged down by work, but imagine if the load could be lightened. Creativity flowed more easily and projects were completed more quickly. Meditation is a catalyst that can make this a reality by literally changing your brain. For example, a study of the mindfulness-based stress reduction program found that just after eight weeks of participating in the program, which included meditation and other mindfulness practices, participants experienced positive changes in their brain structure, including increased gray matter concentration in the regions involved with memory, learning, emotional regulation, self-referential processing, and perspective taking. Mindfulness and meditation are meant to help bring attention to awareness without judgment, resulting in feelings of peace and calm, and creating the foundation for healing and transformation. These results offer some hope that your life has the potential for great change, especially when you're attempting to manage stress in the workplace. While the idea of pushing pause to meditate during the day may seem like an inefficient use of time, it can be some of the most valuable time you can take for yourself when you consider the benefits. So what are the benefits? Well, when practiced daily, meditation has been shown to produce a wide range of benefits, both mental and physical, many of which are relevant to the workplace. Studies have found that meditation can help to improve focus and attention span, improve working memory and cognitive functioning, 
increase your compassion and responsiveness to other people, increase energy and productivity, decrease depression, anxiety, and stress, increase feelings of social connection and positivity. We could definitely use more of that. These benefits can be game changers in the professional world, which is why some companies are opening to integrated practices such as meditation into their business model. For example, Beachbody has a program out right now called Unstress, and it has a wide range of meditation guided and somewhat slowly on your own with silence to help you de-stress each day. The fact that you can meditate anywhere makes it pretty easy to do at work. In fact, the work workplace can be an ideal place to create new habits because it is cons consistent in your life. Try to set aside a time to meditate at work and put it in your calendar so you don't be looking at something else in that time slot. Where, when, and how to meditate. Find a dedicated time to meditate during work so it becomes a daily habit. During a lunch break may be convenient, so mid-morning or mid-afternoon can also be a good time to meditate and get an energy boost. How much time you meditate will depend on your schedule, but try for between 5 to 20 minutes. Meditation requires only you and your commitment. Try to find a place free of distractions so you can have a calm experience. You might have to be creative here. It could be in your office, the bathroom, conference room, a closet, your car outside. I am sure you have some idea of where to go. There are many meditation techniques to choose from. Test out a few to find one or more that you enjoy. Be open and flexible and try new things. Some styles focus on breathing. Some will have you repeating a mantra, like primordial sound meditation, and others will have you focus on nothing at all. All forms of meditation offer benefits, and there is no right or wrong in the meditation you choose. And just to wrap up, I want to tell you that there are two apps that I use myself for meditation when I feel I need a little bit more or I just need something to distract myself from. One is the Calm app, which you can find for Apple and Android. And the other is Insight Timer, which I learned about while I was going through my Chopra training. Both are very valuable. Love them both. Really enjoy the music that's on them, the meditations. And they also have on the Calm app um, sleep meditations, which is really great to help you go go into a restful state before sleep. I just want to point out that meditation and sleep are not the same thing. You want to meditate to calm your mind and still your breathing. But at the same time, some people do fall asleep. That's simply an indication that you need more rest. You definitely need more sleep during your, your day. However, sleep is not the ultimate end of meditation. Rather, just a calm breathing and a stillness of the mind is what you really want. So, just understand that there are differences between meditation and sleep and that when you choose an app, whatever app it may be, you decide what your focal point will be. Will it be to relax and calm your mind and meditate so you can keep doing work later? Or will it be when you're home late at night trying to calm down and get some sleep? There's definitely programs on both apps for the both focus points. All right, so that is it for myself for today. I just wanted to come on quickly and talk about meditation and workplace and teamwork. Um, and one of the things I want to also meant to do is just also note that you can also do walking meditation where you get outside for a walk. It's a chance to go deep within yourself, start to let go of any stress and replenish your energy. As you walk, you bring awareness to your stride and your body's motions. You notice how the earth feels underneath your feet. Look around you and notice the trees, skies, and birds, and anything to do in nature. Nature has the power to calm the mind and relax the body. Anytime you can vote to walking outside is beneficial. Meditation, no matter how short, will always be of great value. So I hope you found some insight in today's podcast, and please let me know by email if you have any questions or concerns. 
That's Tara McDonald from Plus Fitness with Tara. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. This is the EWN Podcast Network.